Welcome to Songs and Stories, a behind-the-scenes look at independent music. This time out featuring a chat with local songwriter Christy McCarthy about her latest release, Big Picture, and a big show she has coming up at the end of May. Cool stuff in this episode. Here we go. You know, before we get carried away and I forget, I wanted to mention that opening theme to this podcast is from my song Mixtape. That's the music bed from Mixtape. And that really nice slide guitar you're hearing is the one and only Glenn McPherson, who Christy and I will, whom Christy and I will rave about in about 10 minutes. So stick around for that too. Well, welcome to Songs and Stories. It's been a little bit. My apologies if you've been following this podcast for a while. I quit my full-time day job, my choice, yay, a couple of months ago to kind of take a break and then ended up doing some drop-in DJ work at K-Pig Radio, again, yay, and uh, doing more than I expected and no complaints, really busy, lots of fun playing music I like and music for my friends and music that's new to me. It's just been lots and lots of fun. I've been getting a lot of nice kudos from uh, listeners and, and people in general. It's really a nice gig. Uh, also been playing a lot of music and we're planning a recording with the band in a couple of weeks at Henry Chadwick studio. Henry was on this podcast a few months ago. So lots of good stuff in the works, lots and lots and lots of things to do. So again, no complaints, just haven't gotten around to doing a songs and stories podcast. And I thought this is way overdue. Um, really quickly, if you're in the Santa Cruz area, I'm going to be at the Capitola Wine Bar on May 17th with my bass player pal, Greg Abelar. And then a couple of weeks after that, I'm going to be in the trio mode of my new best friend's band, Eliza James on harmony vocals and Joe Bach on guitar at Discretion Brewing in Capitola on Wednesday, June 5th. And then we have some full band shows coming together for the summer so. MichaelGaither.com is where all that stuff is at. Uh, in the meanwhile, let's talk about another artist. So this is uh, typical of this podcast the last couple of years is there is just a, 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 a truckload of talent in the Santa Cruz and Monterey area. Lots of people. And um, this podcast has become a nice excuse to say, hey, come to the house. Let's meet and chat and talk shop. And it's been a really nice opportunity to just get to know all the talent we have in the area. Uh, Case in point, Christy McCarthy. I've heard her name for years. We have lots of real friends in common, not just the virtual Facebook friends. God bless you all. But really just like real friends in common, people I know that she knows and plays with. And um, I mentioned Glenn McPherson. I was hanging out with him. We actually took him out for his birthday a while back. And he gave me this record, Big Picture from Christy. And he said... I'm, I'm playing with her now, and I really like this. And if Glenn likes somebody, they're really good. He's kind of, he's really good, and he's really picky. And I, I heard the record, and I'm like, okay, I have to talk to her and uh, get her story and do the podcast thing. So this is her fourth record, Big Picture, and it was produced by her and, no slouch, Jimmy Norris, the local go-to Santa Cruz drummer, also a fine musician and singer and just all-around great musician guy. So Christy and Jim produced this record, Big Picture. It was done up at Keith Granger's Wind River Studios. Keith has been on the show several times. He engineered it. She also had her kind of pick of the litter of local talent. She had, again, Jimmy Norris on drums and producing. 
Yuji Tojo played guitar and I believe bass as well. Yes, he did. I'm reading the liner notes. And uh, our own local treasure, Patty Maxine, played some, some slide guitar on this too. It's a great, great record. So there's that. She's also doing a big, big show on Friday, May 31st. It's called A Celebration of Equality, kickoff, kicking off Pride Weekend with her band, The Wielders, at Columbia Jazz Center in Santa Cruz, California. It's a benefit for the Pajaro Valley Pride Youth Scholarship Program. 7 p.m. doors, silent auction, 8 o'clock show, and her whole band, again, it's a town full of ringers, but she has her pick of the litter. She has Patty Maxine, Ron Wilson, I believe is playing bass. She has Jimmy Norris on drums and Glenn McPherson probably doing harmony and playing guitar. In fact, the whole band sings, so it's going to be an incredible show. That's Friday, May 31st at Coomba Jazz Center in Santa Cruz. You can find all the information at christymccarthy.com. You can also go to my website, michaelgather.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Look for Songs and Stories 185. And before we dive into this a little more, if you're new to this podcast, I've been doing this for about 10 a little over 10 years. I've interviewed lots and lots of people. And it's on my website. It's always posted like Facebook and Twitter. It's a downloadable, subscribable, free download from iTunes. And if you use the Stitcher application, it's there as well. It's also broadcast every weekend on Casey Cafe Radio. Thanks, guys, for doing that for the last, I think, eight years. So with that as a setup, you're really going to like this interview. And you're really, really going to like Christie's music. Let's hear a track off her latest record. Again, it's called Big Picture, produced by her and Jimmy Norris, engineered by Keith Greninger. Here's Forgiveness, and then we'll talk shop and get to know Christy. Again, you're really going to like this. And then we'll have her play a tune live and talk about kind of her background, this band she's playing with, which is incredible, and a little bit about the show coming up on May 31st. Here's Forgiveness off Big Picture. Yeah. 
That's why I never captured good video. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Because I never have my glasses on when I press See, play. I start talking. I'm all excited. Now it's not paused. So, there we go. As I was saying before the episode, um, I think my favorite episodes are people that I kind of know or know of, but we haven't had a chance to sit and talk. So now we do. Yeah, we haven't met yet, but so I welcome. feel like we're old friends already. <laughs> We've been just like... Um, retooling or reviewing our, our my corporate days which will probably come around again in your current corporate days yeah. and, and yeah. Um, you know balancing you know what you have to do with what you want to do is always kind of interesting well yeah I mean and for me the, the pressure of being a songwriter who has to make money mm-hmm. um, off of who, who is trying to make money off of their art it's just this constant rub yeah you know, to, to put your art to kind of, in a sense, prostitute your art that way or to put your art in that position to have to earn you a living. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to necessarily put your art or your creativity in that position. Right. It's a very difficult position. So my life became and I did it for years and years and years. And my life became a lot uh, easier when I separated the two. So you were like a by for a living musician for a long time yeah yeah um i don't think i knew that okay for a living is <laughs> a relative Le- living is in quotes right okay. it's a relative. how well do you live it's a re- exactly yeah. i have ex- i have somewhat expensive taste mm-hmm. i like good wine yeah and so it wasn't I quite meeting my, <laughs> it wasn't meeting my expectations. Yeah. I didn't want to put my art in that position. That's no, funny. I did it. I, I did it for That's a while. That's why I play wineries. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I, yeah, I was signed to a little uh, record label in the, gosh, I guess it was the late 90s. Okay. And I moved out to Athens, Georgia. It was a little record label called A Lasting Impression, or ALI, that was based out there in Athens. Um, and so we got a little radio play. They had a little bit of money that they put into, mm-hmm. uh, promotion and into touring. That helps. And then they went belly up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was sort of the and dawn that and that happens, right? It was yeah. sort of the dawn of the MP3 in the digital era, right. late nineties. And they weren't quite, um, prepared for the shift. They had sort of more of a more of a, a record label model versus yeah. the new that was, and that's a, shift, that's a right? very 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 yeah. common story. That yeah, common. yeah, yeah. So that was uh, challenging. I lived out there for a couple of years. I had a little country rock band. We toured the Southwest. I mm-hmm. uh, wrote a lot of good material, um, and I learned how to. I learned a lot, you know, mm-hmm. about how to schedule and book my own gigs and tour and stuff like that. It's an important skill. Totally. And then yeah. I moved back to. Uh, Back to California, back to the Bay Area mm-hmm. where I had been living. Yeah, uh, so where are you from originally? L.A. Originally. Okay, so you're West Coast yeah, based. West Coast. Uh, grew up in Glendale, California, mm-hmm. and moved to Berkeley uh, mm-hmm. to go to school at, at Cal. Okay. Uh, so I lived in Berkeley for like 20 years. Yeah. yeah. So moved back to California and just met a whole bunch of people in the Bay Area music scene. Uh, again, late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. and just started booking gigs, touring. I, I started touring back then with a little band, a little female trio called She's Out There hmm. with Susan Z and Liz Pisco and myself. Uh, got connected with diva bands mm-hmm. and, and some other stuff. And uh, yeah, and just made some records and played some gigs. Um, That's and then fun. And then occasionally, yeah. you know, I had some part-time paid, like I would, I would work occasionally mm. for a living as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all work, but yeah. So that I could um, afford, you know, things that I wanted to buy. Better and, wine. Yeah, better yeah. wine and, and a nice... Uh, it's nice, hard. Nice home. And I think all in. of us know, I know, I'm sure we know, we have people that, you know, do this 
full time without a sort of like traditional day job. But I think most of them teach or do something right. to supplement right. it. You, yeah. I think, you know, unless you're at a certain level, which is, you know, I mean, making enough money to live at the standard you want to live, just playing music is really difficult. I have so much respect for people that really just uh, continue to... To, uh, hit the road and hit it. Do it, yeah, totally. Yeah. A lot of respect for that, and yeah. find a way to to integrate that into their lives. And you know, you you sacrifice, you, you potentially sacrifice a lot, including mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah, you know, not just the financial part of it, but right. but other things. So yeah, a lot of respect. Um, <clears throat> you know, you move into the work world, um, which I did eventually. Um, where I, you know, you just, you don't have the time anymore to devote mm-hmm. to songwriting like we were talking yeah, about a, a yeah. few minutes ago. And that's a trade-off as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to recap for the audience, we were talking about, you know, when you have a, a typical day job and you're working 8 to 4, 8 to 5, not whatever the hours are, when you get done with your, you know, quote-unquote day job, um, you think, I had this song I wanted to work on. And then you, <laughs> you, you, you get the paper out or the, or the, the tablet and you're like, well, shit, I'm tired. Yeah. No, I just <laughs> you know, go for a drink and <laughs> I know. put my feet up at the that ex- point. The exception usually. is if I get if I get hold of something that's really going somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I'll dive into it. Yeah. And even then it's like, all right, yeah. you know. No, totally. Um, it gets me thinking, you know, if I really am on to an idea for a song mm-hmm. and it just won't let me go, then you do, I think, find a way right. to write it. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of time sensitive for me anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the muse doesn't, doesn't stay yeah. with you 24 seven. The no. muse seems to come and go at her will. Yeah. And so when you, when you get a sense of that muse with you, you know, it's a really special time. It is. To, yeah, to it's, sit it's down. Exciting and it, space. It, it is kind of a magic thing. And I, I've got a couple of things that I started, um, you know, and I, this is a few months ago, and I, I was, I had an idea, there was a, there was a concept, I had, I had some of it done, I had a chorus, and dove into it, and then kind of got sidetracked with whatever the hell else came up, and now it's kind of, it's a little, I want to go back and read, and I probably will, but that initial excitement, it's like, right. well, now I should, now, now it's more like, well, I should go finish this because I started it. Not like, oh, I got this great totally, idea. You know? Totally. How many of those songs, right, do you start with just such energy, but then you have to walk away from? How many binders full of those songs? I, do, I have a yeah. lot of them. I have, yeah. I have a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. I have a whole file. You know, I'm all digital now. So I, oh, I've got okay. my binders that right. I take to my gigs and stuff, but I'm, I've am i got it all uh, mapped out on my, on my Mac, right? So mm-hmm. it's all on my computer. And I've got my little uh, filing system. Where That's I can important. go in and see, you know, the tier one songs, the tier two, right. the real keepers, yeah. the sleepers. Yeah. I still go, I still, it's a mix of paper and, and digital. Is it? When I, when I perform, the, the, the things that I still need charts for, or at least I use a tablet because it's, it's less, it's less uh-huh. obvious. Uh-huh. Um, for writing, I usually start with paper and then, well, actually, I have a, I have a saving, I have a buddy in Nashville, John Cirilla, who was out here for a long time. And. We've co-written a lot together, and John has been co-writing for like three years back. So if I write with John, I get to, if you're listening, John, I get to take advantage of what John's learned. Right. <laughs> and I write better songs, and we kind of pull each other along. So I have kind of that luxury, too. Do you do a lot of co-writing, Michael? Um, I do. Um, not a lot. A little bit. Well, John mainly. Um, I've written a couple with my friend Steve Kritzer, but John, John's just kind of set up now. That's all he does. So we'll just... That's cool. Yeah, so we'll start things. We'll talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. We'll get a Google Doc going. We'll Skype. We're just really... We've, we've done it. We've probably done 
We've probably written about eight songs. Hey Karma, the new big oh, yeah, kid, yeah. kid was a yeah. co-write with Kit. Little quotes. <laughs> um, the one that gets a lot of airplay. Thank you for Kit. Um, you know, was written with John. He kind of like he liked the idea and he helped me kind of shape it. Uh -huh. So he and I co-write every few months. We'll come up with something. Do you usually bring the idea to the, the table? Or? Usually, John and I have, it's, it's nice because John and I, he'll say, I, I want to write a Michael Gaither song. So bring me something. And the idea is with me and John, this is, this is how we, we set it up, is because we've, we've known each other for long enough, is um, he, goes, he goes, I want to write something. Because he writes like five songs a week with co-writers. Right, He's right. writing like a, a bazillion songs a month. He says, I, I want to write something that you can go out and perform, and then maybe we'll get something we want to pitch. But so, I like that. I want to write a Michael Gaither song. Yeah. That's iconic. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. I know. It's like there's some... Because put in one of your goofy rhymes or one of your inline things that <laughs> only you could sing or, you. or add a bunch of extra syllables and all you can get away with. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so do you co-write at all? Is it mainly just... Yeah. I have. I yeah. have co-written. Um, it's usually, tricky. you got to find the right people. You do. You know, I, when I was... Uh, gosh, I guess I was... Still living in Berkeley, but I was getting down to LA a lot. So I've written a co-written a few songs mm -hmm. with uh, Bill Sinkay, okay. who is a great bass player. He was my manager for a little while. He to he toured with Neil Diamond uh, before Neil retired last year, playing bass with him. Wow, um, great great uh, musician. So Bill did some co-writes, but usually in those cases, I got the song maybe to 70%, mm -hmm. you know, almost to the finish line. And you kind of honed it a little bit? Yeah, and I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't take it all the way, yeah. either musically or lyrically, I was just stuck, and Bill's one of those guys that, you know, you just go and you take the song to him, and he's really good at, at getting it over It's good the to have those line. people, and you both get a song out of it. Exactly, and, yeah. you know, both get a little bit of, little bit of kickback from the ASCAP mm -hmm. uh, royalties. Yeah. If you're lucky, yeah, like, 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 like we were talking before the interview, so far this year I've made four dollars and thirteen cents, <laughs> so <laughs> I'll take it, you know, it's it's, it's validation, <laughs> but it's important finding people you can actually co because I've tried it with other people and oh, it totally. doesn't always work. No, no, it's like you have to trust each other, you have yeah. to know, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. have to be trust each other, you have to allow yourself to be as yeah. vulnerable as you can, yeah. Oh, and your original question about the co writing thing, um, with John and I, it's completely digital. You know, it's Google Docs, it's Skype. You're not sitting together in a room. No, we've done, actually we've done, when he, when he comes out here, we usually get together and try something. Mm -hmm. And um, there's another song on the hit, Comrade, we actually wrote in person in four hours with just a title. We just sat there and just drilled through it. And we're going through, this is the process of Johnny, this is actually a good exercise. We were going through this song, and uh, it's called Somewhere I Went Right, it's a love song. And we got to one line, and I said, I, I couldn't get it right, and I said, well, we'll come back to that. And John said, well, what I've learned is, because don't put placeholder. He actually will finish in line before he moves on. Mm. And it mm. works for him. I'm like, mm. okay. And it worked. Mm. And then we met in December when it came out. And um, we finished the song that I had hanging around for years. I haven't played. I like it. I'm not sure if I'm going to play it or not. But as we were leaving, I said, as I was leaving, I said, you know, I only have the title for a Christmas song. And, and I'll play it for you when we're done with this if you want to hear it. And it's the funniest. So we ended up just writing it over Google Docs over the next month, and it's the funniest thing I've ever written. I love it. I totally love it. So you never, it. you never know. You never know. So he would finish. He'll, he'll, he'll just. He's very linear in the way yeah, he writes. He, yeah. He'll finish a like line. Like if he has a chorus or if he has a last verse, he'll, he'll drop that in. But he's not big on leaving. At least in this one particular song, he didn't want to leave a place. He wanted. I get to, it. He I wanted get to move it. the story along to see where the where it would go. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I work that way sometimes, but sometimes it's like. 
I got to get the story out. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't leave me. Right. Every song's different. It, it is so different. And sometimes yeah. that works. And then I'll go back in. You know, my big, I think one of my strengths is just I'll edit the shit out of this, mm -hmm. the, the music, right? Or, the, or the, the lyrics. You can get really attached to lyrics that shouldn't. Yeah, right. it's you hard. Know, you know, where you think like, being in the song, or like really me, it's like hard. this line's really clever, but it doesn't, it doesn't fit, it right? Doesn't so fit. don't to, so practice non-attachment, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then just continue to hone away and whittle away at the combination of okay, how does this fit in the song? What's how does it fit with the meaning? Right. Am I getting as close as possible? Is to it the moving meaning? the story along? Is exactly. it moving to the end? Exactly. Or is it just something that sounds cool? Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's a fun practice, but you really do need time and space. Being a good editor, is, I think, is kind of overlooked. I remember yep. this is this is years back. My I wife agree. and I were at a, at a, a house like, over in Morgan Hill, and it was a sort of a, it was a party with like three sets of songwriters, and it was fun. But there was there was one point where there was a songwriter, and she was it was he was it was she, and she was doing a song. It was pretty, and at one point, Cindy turned to me and she said, "It's too long." Uh huh. She goes, "The song's too long." Yeah, you really have to know how to edit yeah. and, and remove, you know, any of the fat, any of the things yeah. that aren't just aren't working that aren't. Unless you're doing some like Dylan-like tome, and all the all the lines really <laughs> well, work. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All the lines work for Dylan. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a hard rain's gonna fall. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. it's like, oh my god. Yeah. So what's your process these days? Because you are supporting work with a full-time job. Does it, does it vary depending on the song like we just talked about? I don't feel a lot of pressure to, to, to mm -hmm. write these days. And um, so I just, I write when I feel like it. That's kind of where I'm at which too. Which is pretty awesome because uh, I'm feeling like it a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't feel the pressure, but I am feeling uh, in the mood mm -hmm. more and more. Um, so I guess I've probably written, uh, I don't know, maybe four, five, six... I think pretty solid songs in the last few months. It's pretty good. Which is kind of which is good for yeah. me as a not a full time singer songwriter mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know I'm motivated. I, I've been playing a lot with our mutual friend Glenn McPherson. McPherson. Yeah. yeah, and he's it's just been really fun, yeah. and he's motivated me. I think just spiritually to yeah. pick up my guitar a little bit more and mess around and, and i gotta i gotta throw this thing because i don't think he listens to it but glenn doesn't play with a lot of people and he's just like he, oh, he gave me your yeah, cd and he goes yeah. he goes he goes i really like this i want to learn the parts you know it doesn't happen very often with glenn and and he did he man he he's he's a he's a he's a joy to work with because he, he showed he was just a great guy and he's a yeah. great player but he showed up really prepared yeah he does his own really you know he's like the most that. like we were talking about this too but this Glenn McPherson at Mutual Admiration Society. He's the most <laughs> underrated, like humble Absolutely. musician in Santa Cruz yeah. County. Yeah, well, and he can sing too. And he can sing. Can't yeah. just play. He no. can sing. And he writes. And he writes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I feel very very blessed. That's very cool. The musicians around here in Santa Cruz County are fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Really really good players. So I've been really really blessed to uh, get connected. Yeah. And them. on your on your latest record, this is your fourth. It is my fifth, actually. Oh, okay. It's my fourth, uh, yeah, it's my fifth record. I was going to say, you couldn't find anybody good to play with you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, scraping the bottom of the barrel with Jimmy Norris and Yuji well, Tojo. Jimmy, Jimmy was great. Oh my God, he, Jimmy guys. introduced me to Keith, yeah. and to, Jimmy introduced me to Yuji as well. Yeah, yeah Yuji's... He's phenomenal. Oh my God, Yuji's such a joy to work with, yeah. too. Every time I see Jimmy play, Jimmy Norris, the, 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 the drummer of Santa Cruz, I always tell him, I go... You maybe want to go home and play. He's a sensitive. I mean, he really yeah. does listen. He's yeah. the songwriter's 
drummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he, he, everybody that I played with on this record, I think just, just was super motivational yeah. for and me. And you had Patty and you had Keith and oh, you had... Patty's, Patty's amazing. He's a treasure. Yeah. Absolute she's one treasure. of the first people that I met when I moved into town. Uh, I saw Tracy Parker, and Patty Tracy, Maxine yeah. playing, I think at a gig in, uh, at the crate place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy cow, I got a guy. So I introduced, <laughs> I introduced myself to those ladies after the show. Good deal. Yeah. And, uh, I love Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Tracy's fantastic. Yeah. She's some, someone too. I see her play and I, I want to go home and just play. You know, something, you know. <laughs> well, she can sing as well. I know. It's like... Now I'll see Patty play and I'm like, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to just sound like guitars. You know? <laughs> you know? yeah. We did a gig at a, at a Crystal Bay Farmist Organic Farm bat last fall. And it, it was a trio version of my band because not very good Megan. And Tracy was there with the first band. And I go, you want to hang out? She's like, yeah, I'll hang out for a song or two. You know, and our, our percussionist had no idea who she was. Our harmony singer, Eliza James, was like, oh, my God, Patty's going to play with us. Patty sat for the entire first set. Yeah. And I just, I kept watching, like, yeah. Jeff Baker. Our, our, his job was just dropping, like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's total, Patty. It's total labor it's of love for her. Yeah. She's, yeah. Effortless. Yeah. Effortless. Yeah, totally. Yeah. She's got a great new record out. She does. Oh, my God. It's really good. Everybody go get it right now. Yeah. It's called Stealing Home. I played that kind of tape a couple of times. It is. Because I can do that. <laughs> so bitching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so we, we recorded uh, Big Picture. That's my record. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recorded yes. it over the course of, I guess, over the course of most of 2017. A little bit into so 2018. Project. It was Bits a long project when you have a day job and we all had other stuff that we were doing. So it was a long project. That's hard. It was, yeah, it. it was challenging. Yeah. Um, but it was it was kind of good because you get to live with it and uh-huh. you know, tweak it as you go. Um, it, it worked. It was good. it was a long good. project, but it worked. And we really got to know each other. And mm-hmm. that was the fun part. Right. Keith and I got to know each other much better. Um, we all got to know each other and work so together to work through the process. Too. Oh, yeah. Keith, Keith was amazing. And, you know, he engineered it mm-hmm. and I got him to sing backup, you know, by, by, yeah. by plying him with bottles of red wine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Keith, Keith brought a lot of soul, uh, to that record and yeah. And then I released it, um, went and mixed it over it uh, with DJ, uh, um, oh, over at his little studio, mm-hmm. uh, Pleasure Point, and then released it in 2018, and then just sort of been playing a handful of shows to mm-hmm. support it. Uh, we had a gig at, at Kumba last year uh, for the CD release, and then recently played Michael's, and now we've got a big show coming up. Uh, Girls Rock on May 31st. Girls Rock. Yeah, it's the kickoff to Pride Weekend Great. here in Santa Cruz. It's Friday, May 31st, uh, Ladies' Night. And it's actually a benefit concert for the Pajaro Valley Pride. They right. have a youth scholarship program. Oh, nice. nice. Which is really great. So it's it's all about supporting uh, tomorrow's leaders of Good. South County. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll be there. Uh, Pajaro Valley Pride will be there. And uh, 100% of the proceeds are going to go to support oh, nice. their youth scholarship. We'll be there. That'll be fun. Totally. And totally. you've got the full band. You're, and your full, your full band yeah. is? Yeah. We've got the full band. So Jimmy will be on drums. Jimmy Norris on drums. Got um, Glenn McPherson on guitar. Uh, Patty's gonna sit in on lap steel. Nice. Uh, Ron Wilson's playing bass. Um, he's been filling in for Tracy Parker while she's been out, but, mm-hmm. but we'll be having her back uh, in the very near future. And then um, I think Tracy's about ready to go out and start playing again. Isn't yeah, she? I think she so. I think so. Yeah. We, we've been in touch, so I, I think Tracy's. Uh, we're gonna see her back in the scene. And I wrote and, a couple times ago. When are you gonna go out and start playing? Yeah, she's like she's yeah. not ready yet. I'm like, okay, just 
to let you know we miss you. Oh, no, we've you. been creating a, a yeah. lot of space for you, Tracy, <laughs> yeah. but we're ready to have you back. Yeah, she's like, thank you. And then <laughs> um, we uh, we're gonna have Stephen Bigger sit in on keys oh, as good. well. So, nice. Yeah, so nice. it's gonna be really really fun. And just about That's everybody a hell of a sings. Band. Yeah, just about everybody sings. So we're gonna yeah. have some some lush harmonies. Oh, fun. Um, and it's yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. So just your band playing that night or anybody else? It'll be my band, and then there's going to be some spoken word. Okay. Um, there's spoken word artist Maria Cherim. Uh, we'll do a little bit of that. And there's going to be an MC. Her name is Red. Uh, she's local uh, Dynamo, I guess. So Red's going to MC. There's going to be a silent auction. Oh, how fun. Um, so we're going to try and raise as much money as we can for, for the queer leaders of tomorrow. Good. You know, I'll South spread the County. Word. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, cool. Good for South County, too. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. They're our neighbors. Yeah. And my wife and I are actually native to Watsonville and her parents oh, and my right mom. On. So anything that helps South County, Sweet. you know, great. Move it along into the future, you know. Yeah, they're they're a good little organization. That's um, great to really hear. They're into the they're uh, supporting the local community. Good, good, good. Yeah, so that'll be fun and um, just yeah, pushing the record and writing new songs and already starting to think about the next project. Yeah. <laughs> it's unavoidable it's like with me I finished my last record and I thought I've done four of these I've done and plus other I'm like I don't really need another record but like now I have a band and now I have new songs and I'm like no of course Damn you it. need another record <laughs> of course yeah you know you need to you need to commemorate what you're doing you know it's a record is... it's a re- record of where you're at musically and, yeah you know. it's a it's something that shows it's it's a symbol of your life's journey right yeah, so is. For posterity, for whatever, right. I'm just like this is a huge chunk of my yeah. life and how I show, <clears throat> you know, my my value and what yeah. I've done and my priorities, you know, etc. For me, the first record was kind of like, okay, I made a record. The second one, I, I thought this is kind of autobiographical. Then I realized every record is autobiographical. Oh, it's, totally, because it's where your head's at when you wrote the song. Absolutely, you know, yeah. No, it's a, a big part of I think uh, of. Yeah, I, I just—it's inevitable. Yeah, and so you just sort of think about, okay, what is the next one going to be? Is it going to be more acoustic? Is it mm-hmm. going to be full band? What do I want to do? How produced do I want to get? So that's all the stuff that I'm sitting with right mm-hmm. now. You know, where do I really want to go with yeah. it? Where do I want to take it? Well, big picture is nice because it's—it's—it's it's not overproduced. You've got, you've got right. these great players, right. and I think it's a—it's probably a sound. What's nice, it's a sound you can probably recreate on stage if you want to with the yeah, right players. Yeah, yeah. That's organic, important. It's got an organic feel. And, you know, I really, really wanted to uh, make something that was reminiscent of, of me growing up and listening to my parents' LP mm-hmm. collection in the yeah. 70s and 80s. Right. You know, all the way from uh, you know Peter, Paul, and Mary through Jackson Brown, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody in between. Um, so real, it has a real sort of loyal, uh, Laurel Canyon vibe mm-hmm. to it I think yeah it does it's a, um, nice, it's a really nice sound all the way through oh thanks uh, man yeah, yeah I, I we had a good time and and um so yeah it's kind of like well, what do you what do you what do you want to do next you mm-hmm. know kind of stick with that same thread or maybe a little more acoustic or I'm not sure do you have a time frame for it yet or you just kind of like let it happen after this is this is still a brand new record yeah this is a pretty new record so probably um I don't know maybe 20 2020 yeah 2020, I don't know, maybe 2021, we'll see. You can always do another podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. I definitely have a a, a catalog, a backlog of songs, so Uh I do have the material. Right, right. So I think that's where, what really dictates when I'm going to record again. And I do have the material, but it's really when it gets too crowded in your head and (laughs) in your hard drive Mm -hmm. when you're ready to record is when the songs will dictate it. 
you know, a good 12, 14 songs mm-hmm. that are crying out. Yeah. Recording. Record, what about me? Recording. <laughs> you, you spent all this time with Show me, me and you moved on. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm doing now with like what I'm doing. It's like, oh, I forgot about this one. Oh, I forgot about this one. Oh, so yeah. fun. Which is nice. You go like, back and you visit your grown kids, It's right? like getting a new song. <laughs> it's like, it's like totally... oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. This is actually pretty good. Visiting <laughs> your children. Yeah. So, Girls Rock on May 31st. Yeah. With this band of, this band of ringers. Yeah, we're calling them the Wielders for now. I like that. I like the ringers too, though, actually. That's kind of cool. Band of ringers. No, we're, yeah. calling them, uh, we're calling them the Wielders for now because we all wield different skills and I like that. things. I like yeah, and so and multi, each each of them does multiple things. You're right; they all sing. I think Jimmy Jimmy sings too. Dude, they all sing. Yeah. So we're wielding voices, we're wielding songs, we're wielding instruments, we're wielding Christian humor. McCarthy, six part harmony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can wield some rehearsals. Well, that's the tr- that's in the, between now and then. That's the tricky part when, when you get people that busy. Yeah. Right? Which is why yeah. a record takes a year yeah. sometimes. But too. that's why you get the people that are that talented as well, because it's theoretically you need fewer rehearsals. Yeah, and that that actually works. So. <laughs> Where can people get tickets for Girls Rock? I mean, Good question. Uh, you can go to my website right now. The tickets will become available in the next week or so. But if you right. go to christymccarthy.com, uh, you can get all the information. They're going to be up on Eventbrite. Okay. Uh, and they're going to be available at the Kumba site okay, as good. well good. over the next few weeks. Yeah. So I do a blog that goes with this whole cool. thing, and I'll put links and awesome. stuff in awesome. there. Yeah. So I would love to hear a song off Big Picture, the latest record from Christy McCarthy, oh, wow. if okay. you'd like. Yeah, sure, you got it. Okay. Yeah. You know what? We're talking again, and I turn the recorder off. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna recap this before she before Christy plays. We were talking about, um, you know, I'm. I'm thinking about doing an EP, and you said... I said that's brilliant, because that's the thing, you know, we're, I think we're dating ourselves when we, say, when we talk about full records I know. these days, right? You don't have to make a 12-song record. Right. You can do, record a song mm-hmm. and, and release that. Right. You can record three songs and release those in succession. So I think we can get out of that box, out yeah. of our little mentality of it's got to be a record. See, I love it. I love the A side, the B side. Oh, I know. The story that a record tells. Yeah. But I think, you know, we we could just sort of think about recording songs. I know. I think, and it's cheaper. <laughs> Definitely. And, you, and yeah. I, I always throw this story in, but I remember when I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. When Tom oh, Petty's right Full Moon Fever came out, and on the CD, after the fifth track, there's this, I don't know if you know this, this, it's this, this is brilliant. It's so funny. After the fifth track, I think it, whatever it is. He um, is probably running down a dream. He comes on with, with a little spoken piece and says, Hello, CD listeners. You're at the point now in the record or tape where those listening on record or tape would have to get up and walk over and turn over the record oh, or tape. As a courtesy for those listeners, we will now take up the moment. <laughs> okay, here's side two. You know, and we still, I still, we still think in terms of like, totally. like songs in a sequence, but nobody with Spotify and radio no, and da, 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 iTunes, know. you know. I know. I love the ritual of playing an LP. Me too. I just love it. I got that turntable about a year ago over in the corner when I'm going through my parents' old records. Totally. I'm, I'm buying records. My wife oh, said, totally. my wife said, you said you weren't going to buy too many records. I'm like, yeah, but I got to have the first Pretenders. I got to get ACDC oh, Highway to Hell. I got to get, I got to get this live Jay Giles record that I had in high school. <laughs> you know? Oh, no doubt. All right. Let's hear from you. I'll All right. Shut up. All right. I will, uh, I'll play this song. Uh, off big picture it's called lean on you
fell asleep just about three The alarm at 6.50 Drove to work and pouring down rain Lucky to have wheels to take me Make a meal and shopping this through Lucky to be home with you again Where I can lean on my wall. I love to lean on you when I fall into your loving arms. Love to lean on. You make me feel strong. Love to lean on. Saturday's beckoning Come and take a week with me Pretty soon we're following Exhalation down the pathway But Saturday's only one day Sunday goes so quickly And round and round and round and back again I can lean on my wall. I love to lean on you when I fall into your loving arms. Love to lean on. You make me feel strong. Love to lean on. Never Christy McCarthy, thanks for being on the podcast. Wow, thanks a lot, Michael. We'll see you at Girls it. Rock on May 31st. Definitely see you there. Thanks. It is always so fun talking to other songwriters, especially for the first time. Hi, how are you? Where are you from? What do you play? Uh, that was Christy McCarthy, of course, doing Lean On You, a live version of the song from her fourth full-length release, Big Picture. And I forgot to mention, we kicked this off kind of sort of midway through with the CD cut Forgiveness. And that was, of course, Keith Greninger doing that wonderful harmony vocal on that song. Keith engineered that record, too. Keith has a new record coming out, so I'm going to pin him down at some point, and we'll talk about that here on Songs and Stories. So the show she's doing is on May 31st, Friday, Coamba Jazz Center. The official title is Girls Rock. It's a benefit for the Pajaro Valley Pride Youth Scholarship Program, 7 p.m. doors and silent auction, 8 o'clock show. 
that big band of ringers. Uh, it's going to be so, so fun. We'll be there. Hope you'll be there, too. You, can, again, can find out all about Christy McCarthy at christymccarthy.com. And if you're browsing around, you can go to michaelgaither.com, and they have all the links for Christy as well as past episodes of Songs and Stories and links where you can subscribe to it as well. Coming up next on Songs and Stories, I got to catch up with our old pal, not old, but our old pal, Gerf Morlix. He was in town. Uh, Austin songwriter, producer extraordinaire. He's worked with, God, he produced Car Wheels on a Gravel Road for Listen to Williams, amongst other things. He produced five of Slade Cleves records. He's worked with Robert O'Keefe, Mary Gaucher. Uh, he comes out every couple of years to the West Coast when he has a new record. And his new record is called Impossible Blue. And we hung out one morning and kind of got caught up on what he's doing and how he's releasing his records these days. So Gerf Morlix will be coming up here in a few weeks. Meanwhile, you can go to ChristyMcCarthy.com, check out her music, buy her CDs, check out the show on May 31st, and support all this wonderful independent music as I know you do. So, Once again, for Songs and Stories, I'm Michael Gaither. Thanks for taking the time to listen and support these artists. We really appreciate it. Talk to you next time. Take care.